You're listening to the 515 Podcast, led by Pastor John Wayne McMahon with Kingwood United Methodist Church in Kingwood, Texas. Thanks for downloading. Hi there. Welcome to episode 66 of the 515 Podcast. Jason Priestmar here with John Wayne McMahon. John Wayne, welcome home. Thanks, man. Um, you've been out for some time. Yeah. Uh, or Especially in terms of podcast. Time, podcast. Podcast time. I've been gone for, it seems like a long time. I promised that uh, when there would there was not going to be a recording of an episode last week yeah. that I would share the Heaven and Hell series yeah. that we did many yeah. moons ago. And I have done that. Yeah. Um, I think we could probably, you know, republish it on our social media and whatnot. But if you go to kingwoodumc.org slash 515, all those those four episodes are listed there, our 515 discussions Sweet. about those sermons. So Beautiful. Uh, that's really Thanks cool. for doing that. It was a long time ago. It was really cool getting back in the archives and, and seeing where we, where we came from. Yeah. But um, speaking of where we came from, where did you just come from? Just came from Haiti. Awesome. So, so I went over to Haiti. Uh, I'll just tell, share with everybody what was going on. Um, it was a great trip, a uh, cool opportunity. I went with Reverend Jim Welch. So depending on who's listening right now, most of you are probably KMCers. Mm-hmm. So you know Jim Welch is our former senior pastor. Um, but anyways, he's he's retired. And in his retirement, he's wanting to continue some of these mission things that, that he's doing. And one of them is in Haiti. He's been working in Haiti since the 80s. And so it was a part of building a church over there through one of the churches he served. And so was integral in some of the work that we were doing. And then I... Uh, um, have been a part of overseeing a water a water project that we've had over there. Not overseeing it, but just being a part of the mm-hmm. conversation, really. And so, and this was my third time going, and so just. Uh, having an awareness of some of the ups and downs and struggles of what were going on in that water project. Uh, this is the opportunity for us to follow up on some things, That's cool. check in on stuff, see what's going on. And then out of nowhere, we were asked to, uh, to help with a pastor training. Jim Welch is very interested in doing some of that. I'm interested because I always wanted to work with pastors mm-hmm. in another place. Like I just thought that'd be so cool. Jim was wanting to see how pastor training worked. Um, and then like come back and do it later. Well, an open, Opening came forward, and so Mission of Hope asked uh, Jim and myself to prepare for a lesson and teach uh, over 300 Haitian oh, wow. pastors. That's yeah, awesome. uh, on on one of the days we were there, and so that was one of the more scary things I've ever done <laughs> using a translator and yeah. and do and just really scary, not because of like fear of sharing, but more of just wanting to share the right thing and, and trusting that God would give something to me. And not that I, not that I doubted God could show up in that, but my context of Kingwood United Methodist and Kingwood Mm -hmm. in Houston, Texas is pretty different than uh, Haiti, (laughs) which is, which is very extreme poverty. Mm -hmm. And, and these pastors are serving with no resources whatsoever. And so um, just a lot of different struggles than what we face. We all have struggles and we all face uh, difficulties, but um, just different. So anyways, it was a challenge. It was wonderful, so much fun. Had a blast doing it. Um, We we learned a lot from folks going over there. uh, Learned a lot about what's going on with our water filtration system. Explored the possibility of us building another water well in the village that Mm -hmm. we're, we're working working with Sue Smotla. Um, so anyways, it was a great time. It was, it was a quick trip. We went from Monday to Thursday last week, uh, in and out, but um, incredible. And for those of us that were worried about safety and stuff like that, because yeah. Haiti had some of those protests and struggles, oh, and that's right. everything was fine. Mm-hmm. We were okay. That's great. Um, yeah. Yeah. So very good. Because there's another trip planned, an official yeah. trip planned for later in the year. Is that right? Right. Yeah. A team going. Team. Okay. Um, 
probably I think that's in November. Okay. Right around the end of October, uh, beginning of November, that 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 date, those dates may move slightly. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're interested in this, like, listen, this is this is in my short time in as in pastoral ministry, but in ministry over the last ten years, I've worked with a lot of mission organizations. I've studied about a lot of mission organizations. I've learned with people from mission organizations. This is by far one of the best that I've ever seen. And so if if you want to see what cross-cultural ministry can be and what it looks like to join God and what he's doing in the world and not just be Americans getting in the way, yeah. um, then I, I just challenge you to consider going over. And plus the Haitian people are just a strong, um, beautiful folks, uh, uh, just great to know and and challenging to learn from. And so it's really it's really a cool trip. So I recommend it. It's coming up. There's, there's still plenty of spots. You That's can, cool. You can contact any of us to find out more. Can can I ask you like what are some of the things that that would be done on this this mission trip? Yeah, so it just depends um, because our church is is directly we, we work with Mission of Hope, but we're focused on Susamala. Like in okay. order to have some long term sustainable ministry happening, we want to build relationships with one place and not just be in and out different places That's all cool. the time. Mm-hmm. And so we're helping Mission of Hope serve Susamala. And so whatever we do will be in that place. Um, they're trying to work out some things so that in our food packing uh, we're, we'll do a food packing in January but we'll actually distribute some of those that food sweet and so you can actually see what happens where that food goes mm-hmm. they're, they're trying to work all of that out um, you get to see the orphanages and the schools that Mission of Hope operate the neighborhoods like the I say neighborhoods but they're building like villages where mm-hmm. they're moving people from tent homes and into cinder block homes that, that are safe and and uh, um, and are healthy to live in and things like that. You'll see some of the water projects going on. You'll see a, a third world cult- culture that's yeah. really difficult, but um, uh, there's just some incredible things going on there. And it's it's safe and, and uh, you learn from local Haitians that work for the mission. Mm-hmm. You work with translators that help you understand what's going on and, and interns that have been there for several months. And so we actually got to meet them last week, the interns that will be there all fall. Oh, they sweet. came they came in uh-huh. the week we were there. They were training and stuff, so we got to meet them. Wow. And so uh, anyways, it's going to be really it's going to be a really cool trip. That's cool. Highly recommend it to anybody. Very good. Free yeah. uh, free advertisement here. That's yeah. Cool. And in December, our monthly mission offering will go towards our uh Haiti food packing yeah. and so this is a really big partnership for us and so I, yeah just I really recommend that's it that's cool I've done uh, Haiti food packing a couple times yeah and that's just a really cool experience I mean it's it's a you know a couple hours out of your day and, and everybody's in a row there's a method to it and there's a very regiment like da 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 yeah but um, it's really cool to, to know that now these people can go over there and see yeah effectively those boxes arrive and then you know being distributed so it is man that's really awesome yeah it was, it was a lot of fun and I can't I can't say enough how cool it was to to work with pastors too and to work with people that are in the trenches and the local churches one of the things I realized because I was struggling with how to teach into their context mm-hmm. but one of the things that I just I don't know I just want to share with anybody that may be listening like when we when we get into the heart of the gospel and the truths that we find revealed in Jesus Christ uh, revealed to us through the Bible through God's holy word um, those truths are true anywhere yeah. now how they apply into context are a little bit different um, but to be able so I talked about evangelism and just talked about the church's role in testifying to the hope of Jesus Christ in all that we do like everything 
which mm-hmm. is actually kind of what we're talking about in this, this mm-hmm. episode. Um, and that translates period. Like it just does like awesome. that's that. Cause that's what, that's what the Bible's talking about when communities being built up and, and we're being joined together and how we witness to the hope that we have in Jesus. That's biblical. And now it looks slightly different, obviously than what we experience sure. here over there. But if we, if we start with that truth, then we can start to work, work into uh, the truth of our context as well. Sure. So that's cool. That's awesome. Cool. Yeah, a lot of fun. So uh, we've actually now wrapped up the parable series we've mm-hmm. been working on. Is that yep. correct? Yep. Yeah. So end of the parable series. Okay. So let's um, let's do a recap of this last week's sermon. Um, I wrote it down here. The the wise and the foolish builders. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, which I remember the story from a Sunday school song yeah. that I heard as a yeah. very small child. This was many, many yeah. years ago. Yeah. I didn't do he the math. He asked me if I remembered the song, and I had to tell him I hated VBS growing up. And, and I did I did the math later. I'm like, okay, I was in Sunday school before you were born, so then that got me really just sad, and I just dropped it at that That's point. That's probably true. Maybe there was different songs back then. I hope there were, but yeah. anyway. But now there's YouTube videos and stuff like that. I found it on yeah. YouTube, so that really, that that helped me uh, get through my, my moment of yeah, sadness. God bless you. I'm sorry. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so, here, you do your work. Tell, tell us about that. that oh, yeah, yeah. So, overview of the sermon. So, this is from Matt. Matthew chapter seven. It's it's really short and simple. Um, basically, says therefore, you know, the the ones who and I'm just going to paraphrase really quickly. But the, paraphrase the, the parable. Yeah, paraphrase the parable. The the wise ones, the the people who listen uh, or hear the words of Jesus, and they go and build on rock. Mm-hmm. Um, they're the ones who are wise. The foolish are the ones that hear the words of Jesus and they build their houses on sand. So when the storm comes, it, it wipes away everything. This is a story we've heard talked about and compared to and sung about mm-hmm. in VBS mm-hmm. and all those things. And so Jesus is comparing these two people, the wise to the foolish um, and what it looks like to build our house on the rock. What, is, what does that analogy mean? Yeah. Like, What does that translate into our, our context? And so the, the bulk of our sermon was, was working on what is Jesus saying here and and what is the difference in our life of building on rock and building on the sand what, what's what's the parts in our life where we're building in a place that's secure uh, versus building in a place where certain storms could could wipe out everything mm-hmm. we have mm-hmm. so that's kind of where we're at okay brief overview so get help me out here remind me mm-hmm. uh, at the time when when Jesus is saying that you know everything that I just said yeah if you if you're hearing it, yeah, he says it. He starts off therefore. Like, yeah, so therefore. Which, so what happened just before this? So yeah, that should be that's good. Good point, Jason. Because what for for those of you when you're reading scripture, if you hear those words therefore in English translations, therefore is the there or indeed sure. okay. indeed mm-hmm. is something that translates there. But what what they're usually saying is in, in conclusion, uh, therefore everything that I've said up to this point. Now let me summarize, or let me drive it home, or let me challenge based on what we've just talked about. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what's happening in therefore. Therefore, like I've said all of this stuff, therefore, here's what we have. And so good question. This is at the very end of the Sermon on the Mount, like one of the uh, okay. most well-known sermons mm-hmm. of, of Jesus. And so Jesus uh, takes the, these guys, disciples and, and non-believers, like probably a lot of people up on this mountainside. You've probably seen different images or pictures yeah. of what this looks like and stuff like that. Um, but Matthew does write that it co- goes up on, on the mountainside and, and starts to lay things out for them and does all of these big teachings. In Matthew's gospel, 
It's the first block of teaching. It's the first of five discourses or organizational pieces where Matthew has uh, separated all of Jesus' teachings into these five sections. So this is the first one, the big one. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a lot of theological comparisons there. There's, I even talked about a little bit Sunday that Jesus being compared to Moses and the way that Moses goes up on the mountain to receive the law and Jesus goes up on the mount to be the fulfillment of the law. Um, And so a lot of what they're talking about is a comparison of what Jesus is teaching to the law and how it's different, how it's the same, how it's greater, those kind of things. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of that is playing out uh, right here in this text. Um, I, what I love about this is that this parable is the response to what Jesus has taught, which is about adultery and greed and about uh, marriage and about divorce and about lust and about um, prayer, about all of those things are taking place here. And so in response, what Jesus is saying, now you need to act a certain way. Therefore, what you've heard and here's the teaching that I've given you. Now, will you put the listening, the the words that I've said, the words that you've heard, will you put them into practice? Mm And what will that look like? And I love that we concluded our parable series with this because essentially we're saying the same thing. Jesus has said all these parables. We've talked about them all summer. Now will you actually take what we have said and talked about and discussed and will you put them into action? Will you build your house on the rock or you walk out of here like the person that's building their house on the sand Mm -hmm. by doing nothing and not responding to what it means to to, uh, build treasures up in big barns or to judge people prematurely by separating the wheat, uh, the weeds from the mm-hmm. wheat, or um, the the good Samaritan by not looking at, or by not looking at those that that are the least, the last, and the lost, or allowing people to love us in that place, or the prodigal son. Are we are we not being challenged by those stories, and so that our lives are actually reflecting the person who leaves, hears this, and builds on rock versus on sand? So, what a great conclusion to to this whole series. Yeah, you kind of turned. Uh, this parable brown by talking about you know the storms that that exposes i mean i'm thinking again i'm thinking again you know the waters came up and and the rain came down the water came up from the song yeah and 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 the scripture yeah so hey good good going good songs way to go bbs (laughs) um Say more about that. Help, kind of help me bring that home. Yeah, so look at it from, from another direction. And one of the things I was trying to kind of hang our hat on is that I think that the storms, the storms, first of all, and I made the point of this. This is a little side note. Storms come on both houses. Okay. Oh, yeah, that's true. They come mm-hmm. on both houses here. This is not, if you believe in Jesus and build a house, it'll definitely be on the rock and there will be no storms. That's mm-hmm. not the narrative. Mm-hmm. There will be storms in this this scenario and the narrative that Jesus is saying, uh, but there's a difference on what stands throughout the storm. Okay. And so the storm now exposes where the builders had their, their buildings, mm-hmm. where, where they built, where they put their trust in, where they put their loyalty is what I was talking about. And so I believe what what we're showing here and what Jesus is trying to say is that when storms come in our life, then it will be exposed who heard the words of Jesus and actually applied it to their life versus who heard the words of Jesus and didn't apply it to their life. Therefore, the storms in our life expose what our loyalties are. I think that's the general challenge for us. The storms expose what the houses were built on and they expose in our context, our very loyalties. And are we being loyal unto Jesus? Are we hearing this calling? Like, let me just pull an example out of the Sermon on the Mount. 
you've heard that uh, you should not commit adultery, right? Like, mm-hmm. but I say, Jesus says, but I'm gonna raise the bar here from the law. I'm gonna say, but if you were to look upon anyone else uh, that you, uh, then you've committed that same sin in, in already, that you're yeah. guilty of that sin. And so he's raising the bar here saying, loyalty to me is greater than even morality. I want you to allow your actions to be shaped and formed by the way I'm teaching, the way I'm leading. I want you to be loyal unto me and follow after me, and that will be exposed when storms come. And we know that, right? Like we know when that's taken place in our life. And I was just wondering, and I I ask you too, Jason, like what does it look like? Have you ever gone through a storm when it's exposed Mm -hmm. where your loyalties are, good or bad? Yeah. Right or wrong? Have have you ever encountered something like that? Yeah, I think think back to, um, uh, because this is such a defining moment in my life, is when uh, I found myself out of work for various reasons and had to go find work elsewhere. And the first part of that was I had to leave the state, leave my family behind Mm. to go take work for a while. Yeah, you're working out of state. Out of state and... um, Living in a hotel and... Yeah, the first thing I did... Thankfully, was I went and found a local church, mm-hmm. Methodist church, yeah. and they I was very welcome there. I've talked about that in the past. Yeah. Um, so then I believe that that was me building upon that rock because yeah. when I came back, and then I still had different uh, challenges that that whole next year. Yeah. Uh, out of work for seven of twelve months. Yeah. And was going back and forth between this one contract job, and <clears throat> it was just really rough. Yeah. And it was not pleasant. And every day I thought this is going to be my last day here. Right. But I never was uncomfortable. I mean, even the drive, the drive to work and, and home every day was like calm peace yeah. i was yeah um just i was listening to the songs that we play in the vine mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean that really mm-hmm. was very powerful for me because i was putting myself in this place where i could find that calm and that peace mm-hmm. and i never had any any doubts or concerns through that entire experience yeah and i definitely know that once that storm that storm had passed yeah my house was still standing so what what would you like what what do you think took place before the storm to put you in a place where you would be okay through that? Or another way of asking this is, what advice would you give to somebody that's hearing this mm-hmm. um, that maybe they don't know a storm's in front of them? But but what's the advice that that you would give to someone listening to this? Like what what's the actions that we need to take so that we can ensure when the storm comes where 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 you were? I definitely know that when I was. Um, up in Oklahoma mm-hmm. by myself, mm-hmm. I had a choice to make. I could seek out a community of other believers. Oh yeah. And go to that church and meet those people and then have a welcome place to go every single Sunday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or I could have stayed uh, on the couch, which I pushed in front of the TV and s- sat there in the dark room, you know, and yeah. just played video games and, yeah. and just sat there and felt sorry for myself for, for yeah. that situation. Yeah. But by having that community, yeah, that made all the difference in the world. So let me press the analogy a little bit for what we're doing here. So the storm might have come out of nowhere because you weren't expected to have yeah. all the job problems. Mm-hmm. But when the storm was there, you had the opportunity to respond. Mm-hmm. Right, you had the opportunity to reach out for community, yeah. or you had the opportunity to make other decisions. Because yeah. I think that's where, I mean, I just I just know people that I care about that have ended up in addiction mm-hmm. or like just way down on their luck for years. I mean, just a cycle, because when the storm started to roll in, 
they made a decision to to hunker in on themselves yeah. rather than to reach out. Yeah, so that's huge, man. That was completely unscripted. I put Jason on the spot. Sure there. did. But yeah, that was good. That's good. I love that. I think I think the same same thing for my life. I can think of times when when storms have encountered maybe uh it could be through like just a rocky season of of struggling to to work together with my wife mm-hmm. or um different things we encountered and realizing through that process like through that friction of struggle that my loyalties were in a different place like my loyalties have been a a, a lot of times unfortunately i realize my loyalties are to me yeah <laughs> and not to jesus uh-huh. and so when i when i just want to be right all the time and when i fly off the hinges about something silly or stupid or um i just get really stressed out about things that those times and it doesn't have to be you know we're not talking about hurricane harvey rolling through all the time when i mm-hmm. say storms i'm just talking about those places that expose when we are deficient and that is grace right there because you now have the opportunity to uh, fix that foundation. Right? Yeah. yeah, really. Yeah, mm-hmm. to, I mean, to, to figure out how do we realign stuff. And so I think that that's, that's really important. One thing I really like that yeah. you wrote here is that the storms expose the houses we're built on. Yeah. And you know, if you had two houses side by side they, in the same neighborhood, they look exactly the same. Yeah, yeah But it's yeah. when that water rushes through from this storm. Yeah. And the sand is, gets washed away. Yeah. So that one house will crumble, but the other, oh, that's when you learn that one was built on rock. That one was built on sand. Well, and the other thing, I mean, one, like, I don't ever want you to go out looking to judge anyone, but no. But we live in the we live in the day and age where Instagram is what we see. Mm-hmm. And everybody's house looks pretty sweet mm-hmm. on Instagram, right? And so we just live in this life of comparison. Yeah. Where we're like, I want to be, I wish, why can't I have what they have? Or like, there's just this influence. Our kids uh, really suffer from some of that. But but the point of that is, and the point of those of us that are that those people. Yeah. The, underneath the surface, uh, there's problems. And so um, I, I actually think the grace is, is in being challenged to not wait for the storm to get really bad. Mm, there you go. To know that there's some issues mm-hmm. and, and that they need to be addressed. Um, like I'm just, I'm in a season of ministry where I keep uh, encountering people walking through really, really difficult things, but they've been walking through it for a long time and unable to address stuff Mm, yeah and it's just man don't wait don't wait for last week we talked about don't wait for you to hit rock bottom don't wait for it to be a public Mm -hmm. fallout don't wait for an ultimatum from your wife don't wait for whatever it is address the issues uh and respond to them right now because i think that god god can heal and god can redeem and that is what is that's the challenge for all of us that are considering this and Mm -hmm. now for for anybody that's listening no matter where you are um there are different pockets of your life that you have isolated from God and you've been like building a house on sand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so my whole Christian journey is about trying to give over a little bit more to him each and every day. And I, I hopefully to the best of my knowledge, I'm working at what I know I haven't given over to him. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But tomorrow I may find something else like, oof, I just realized my loyalty here was not yeah. to him. And so that's kind of what we're talking about. I think that's really important. Yes. Loyalty is such a good word for me. I don't know if it lands for you or for other people, but when we talk about believing in Jesus, 
there's this there's this idea of like compartmentalizing faith into like some kind of prayer that we've prayed before or some kind of decision that we've made mm-hmm. and this intellectual idea. So we sit in church long enough, we've heard VBS songs, we we know that there's this guy named Jesus and he died on a cross that we're supposed to believe that we're supposed to believe that he rose from the dead. Actually, there's probably some of us that don't even haven't even wrestled with some of the key parts of that story. Um, But Jesus rose from the dead. Jesus ascended into heaven. He is the king and he's going to return again. And and we think, okay, I think I can work that out. It's a little confusing for me. And we stop there. And and what I love about how some of the new scholars that are um, some of the scholars that are writing about this, this deeper meaning behind faith and belief belief in the New Testament is more about believing loyalty that we, yes, we get it with our mind. Yes, we we intellectually will ascend to that decision, but our lives require an action where it looks like we're changed by it. So the way I talk about it is uh, works are not required for you to go to heaven, mm-hmm. right? Like you don't earn your way into heaven, yeah, right. but works show that faith is in the house. Yeah. So by the way our lives are shaped and formed, by the way that we're responding and growing, that shows that faith is home, that, that there's faith going on. Mm-hmm. And so those things have to be thought about. So believing loyalty is yes, this decision, uh, yes, I've given myself to Jesus, but now my life is continually being shaped and formed by that, by the way that I live and work and treat my family and all of those things. Amen? Amen to that. All right. That's all I got. So where are we going next? Now we're about to start a long series. Ooh. Yeah. Uh, this at, was a long one already. Uh, this is a long I mean, one. We're it, going, we're going all the way to here. Advent with this. Cool. Okay. So we're doing the whole story of Joseph in okay. the book of Genesis. Hmm. So you know the dude that has all the brothers and they sell him to, into, to, to, uh, into slavery? Yeah. He gets dragged out to Egypt and has all these. I'm just doing. I'm I'm purposely telling the story really bad, uh, so that you'll come and hear how it really goes down. But anyways, yeah, the, the huge portion of Genesis is dedicated to this one guy and his yeah. family, and so it's interesting. We're going to talk about our messed up families mm. and how families shape and form us. We're going to talk about boundaries, and we're going to talk about uh, you know all kinds of crazy stuff, probably pretty personal stuff. Yeah. Uh, but I don't want you to miss this. It'll be good. This cool. week we start with a bang. We look at why the, the, gate, why huh? the family portrait is so messed up in this story. <laughs> Man, this yeah. is going to be great. Yeah. Okay. So well, join we'll us. Yeah, it'll be awesome. It'll be awesome. I'm excited for the fall. It's going to be some, a lot of cool stuff coming up. So it'll be good. Same here. All right. Well, thanks for stopping by yeah. and uh, walking me through this today. Yeah, man. And everybody, I uh, want to thank you all for downloading and listening and all your feedback. We really appreciate that every time. Yeah. Love you guys. Praying for y'all. Take Talk care. to you later. Bye.